Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the DFS Dreamer podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. We are covering the, it's called the NFL Super Wild Card Weekend, I believe it is called. And that is just a wonderful name for it because it starts off a brand new season, especially here on draft uh, DFS stuff and DraftKings stuff like Pierre and I like to look at. And let me just bring in Pierre right now so he can correct me if I said any of those names wrong. <laughs> this year, Pierre, there's more teams. You know, I'm an old man, so I don't like change. Now I think there's more teams in the playoffs. We're having a Monday night playoff game. It's called Super Wild Card Weekend. I, I, I almost don't know what's going on anymore, Pierre. Yeah, that's, you, you pretty much got it right for not knowing what's going on. And it kind of started last year. Uh, they introduced the, the additional team. Uh, basically, only one team gets to buy. That's the, the first seat. Uh, now they have seven um, instead of the six that they had in the past. So it's going to go through Monday. Uh, Rams, Cardinals will be that kind of standalone showdown Monday slate. Uh, so we, we do get some before then. Uh, it's crazy because last year this whole change actually benefited my Indianapolis Colts because we got the seven seed, uh, went to Buffalo and lost. Uh, this year the extra week uh, kind of, you know, detriment to us because we were – in the playoffs, <laughs> week 17 would have been the end instead of 18. But, no, we have the extra week. Uh, Jacksonville still our kryptonite. Uh, I kind of called that. I know we, we had kind of joked around on Twitter. But I said Steelers, Raiders because of the whole Roethlisberger uh, retirement stuff and then the John Madden tragedy. And so, sure enough, Steelers, Raiders, and we just crapped the bed uh, there in Jacksonville. And now, you know, Carson Wentz, like Kurt Winters, done his video about him not being able to read defenses and progress through his reads. And it's just, it's chaos in, in coach country, but wild card weekend, let's get over it. New start. Uh, yeah. Hopefully make some money. A positive thing will be Jonathan Taylor is well rested going into next season. Cause all he had was 11 carries. Sounds like that. <laughs> One parting shot. I hear you. One parting <laughs> shot. For hey, I deserve that. that. I deserve oh no, that. no, come on. We all put Jonathan Taylor in our lineups. He was in a smash spot. The only thing that was more guaranteed than that was Matt Nagy getting fired from Chicago. That's that, or Vic Fangio getting fired. That, a lot of different people got uh, the old uh, pink slip in in the locker the, on Monday afternoon. And I think the, the most interesting one was Mike Flores. That was that was a little crazy. It is. Uh, I even follow some Dolphins fans, and they were they were stunned about it. Uh, there's been some reports that he's kind of just not a nice person. Like I know, uh, I think it was Omar Kelly. Uh, he's one of the beat, beat writers out of there. Just states that he's really the only coach that he's covered out of Jimmy Johnson, a few other Bill Parcells that's just been downright disrespectful to him as a beat writer. So maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know, but I expect him to land on his feet pretty easily. And it could even happen with your Chicago Bears, honestly. Uh, no, it, it could. Uh, a lot of a lot of different rumors there going on. I hate to get into coaching rumors at this point, but we might be able to hit into that a little bit later on. But right now, we're going to take these two. I guess I'm calling a main slate, featured slates. Is that what they are? A couple they of are. games on Saturday, and then three games on Sunday is what we're going to try to break down today. And we're going to try to stay in those two lanes, the two featured slates that are on DraftKings. And this first one on Saturday has the Las Vegas Raiders and the Cincinnati Bengals, and also the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. And I'm just going to be honest with you, 
it is going to be downright cold in Buffalo. Okay, it's, it's going to be like <laughs> negative three degrees is what it's going to feel like at game time. Uh, I guess with the wind chill, negative six is the regular temperature, but negative three degrees there. I, I'm almost wanting to stay away from that game completely, Pierre. Do you think the temperature will have a big effect on that New England pay, uh, Buffalo game? It could. Um, it could a lot. It, it actually it kind of played a part in their first matchup. Uh, I don't know if you remember that, but the first time they play, like, I think Mac Jones threw the ball like two, three times uh, the whole game. And so depending on the, the wind, uh, depending on if they see snow, uh, obviously that's going to play a part. But uh, weather can definitely uh, take a hold of this game. Um, I think I'm excited to to play this game because I'm hoping folks are off of it. Oh, um, There's only two games. And so when you look at the total, uh, Buffalo New England's 44. Uh, you got the weather concerns, and then you go to, you know, the, the Raiders in Cincinnati up at 49. So just with that alone, I expect more people to be on that first game. So it may be worth the risk to to go to that last game and hope that you can get some of the you know, Josh Allens, Diggs, you know, those types at, at lower owner rostership uh, because of the weather and the, the, the over-under. No, no, I actually, I thought about that because I was making some lineups earlier, kind of toying around with it, uh, preparing for the show a little bit. And uh, Derek Carr looks like to me to be in a, in a great spot with a cheaper salary between him and Joe Burrow. But then I was like, you know, everybody's going to be thinking that. And Josh Allen, he, he has the rushing potential. He has the mm-hmm. passing potential there. The wind doesn't look like a big concern, negative five. I don't see any snow in the forecast as of right now. I think that could change at the drop of a hat in Buffalo. <laughs> but uh, I, I just saw him like, you know, Josh Allen at the higher salary may be the contrarian play, but may have the highest upside out of all, out of all these quarterbacks. That's my thoughts. I mean, that's my thoughts. And I know it's going to be cold, codes, you know, tough. It's harder to catch balls in the code, but it's also harder to tackle uh, in the code as well. So folks may not be as willing. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how the field goes. I think I'm leading a certain way, but we'll see if that plays out come Saturday. All right, let's do this DFS style. Let's go over our quarterbacks first, our DFS dreamer style. Let's go over to quarterbacks first. Let me ask you this question. Who's going to have a higher total, Mitch Trubisky or Mac Jones on Saturday? <laughs> I mean, Mac, Jones, you know, Mac Jones didn't even get to throw the ball last time. What did he, what did he end up having against the Buffalo Bills last time? Whatever they played, two, three points, something like that as far as DraftKings goes? So the first matchup, he had half a point. Okay. Point five. He threw the ball three times. He completed two for three for 19 yards. Half a point. So that. That's below Tim Boyle. Like that's that's impressive. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! You never okay, Mar- Mar- So I'm I'm not that far off when I'm saying when I'm You're not. Messages. You're I, not. Well, I, I mean, I he, that he, he multiplied that by seven. The second matchup, it got seven point one points. So he he kind of took a took a took a stance and uh, yeah, blew up that I, second game. Yeah. But, you know, seriously, Marcus Mariota might be the sleeper there between those three guys, right? <laughs> he might be able to get more points because they put him in there as rushing. He does. All right, so, we're, so, all right, Mac Jones, we're, we're not really considering him. We can make a lineup or two just, just having fun with Mac Jones mm-hmm. as you're constructing these things just in case because he'll be at, like, what, 4% ownership or something like that probably going into Sunday or Saturday, I should say. So that would yeah. be a good one to do. So, uh, But Derek Carr or Joe Burrow, to me, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Las Vegas Raiders, they give up about the same amount of DraftKings points, two quarterbacks on average. Cincinnati gives up the fifth highest, and the Raiders give up the ninth highest 
I think I got that right, at least uh, among all these playoff competitors, at least among all these playoff competitors. Mm-hmm. So whenever I look at that, I, I look at I look at this as being the place where they could possibly, this is where I kind of want to stick to when my quarterbacks go if I want to be conservative. Yeah, it's, it's probably going to be one of those two for most. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of good salary savings going down the car. I mean, you look and you're, you're saving like $1,500. Uh, which is going to help you kind of pay up at the positions of, you know, running back, receiver, tight end. So that's something to keep in mind. Again, I think Burrow, personally, I I think he's going to be the most popular Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, for one, still a pretty good price, 7300 But, yeah, folks looking at his last two games, uh, they're against the Chiefs, they're against Baltimore, 37.8, 41.1. Uh, so folks are going to gravitate to him, hope that he has those those type of outcomes again, because he does have the upside. Uh, so I think Carter to save salary could be in play. Um, again, I think I, I think I might try to get to the top. Uh, yeah. If Josh Allen's not going to be the highest owned quarterback, I think he's still the most talented quarterback out of these four. Uh, if he's not the highest owned, then I, I definitely want Josh Allen. I feel in this situation. When I made out a lineup, I did put Derek Carr in there. A couple of different lineups. I put Derek Carr in there. And by the time I was done with my all my other preferred plays, I went, huh, I can afford Josh Allen if I want him. You know, I, I really could have. I could have snuck him in there. All right, so we're that's that's our take on the quarterback's situation right there. And let me just say this, too. Uh, the Raiders, they're they're pretty tough against wide receivers. That second, I know what happened last week against San Diego. That was just a weird game, man. That was that was a weird <laughs> game. But uh, they, they've been, over the year, they've been pretty tough against the wide receivers this season. So it's really tough to match up against them, I believe. But let's go over to wide receivers, and let's look at those guys. And we'll go all the way down here, Pierre, to some preferred choices of mine. You know, I like to live down here at the bottom of the barrel kind of a thing. Uh, And whenever I look at it, Brian Edwards has come alive a little bit these last couple of weeks. I don't like him all that much, especially Mm -hmm. if I had to choose between him, McKenzie, Aguilar, or or Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis is the guy, man, it seems like in Buffalo right now, as far as the second fiddle to Diggs. Yeah, I like Gabe Davis a lot. It's a little concerning if they're healthy because he's he's kind of been filling in for, you know, Emmanuel Sanders being out. Uh, Beasley was on the COVID list for, I think, a game or so. So he has filled in for those guys. If they're all back, I don't know how that pecking order is going to play out behind Diggs, but I still think he's kind of worth the risk uh, when you look at the games against New England. Uh, the last one, he's the one that, you know, caught the touchdown in a low-scoring game, uh, went two for a 30 for a touchdown there. So, I do like him, 3,900. Hopefully he's on the field, but I think he's worth the risk. Again, just be careful because a lot of his playing time has been at the the absence of Sanders or Beasley. No, and that that came back to haunt me last last week. I played a lot of the Wesley, Antonio Wesley or Christian Kirk in that Arizona Cardinal lineup that that I that I liked a little bit. But Connor coming back, he just was a ball hog. You know what I mean? Like they like him a lot in Arizona and they trust him. And I Mm -hmm. think he got a lot of the action that Christian Kirk or even uh, Wesley was getting with James Conner back there. And so I like what you said about that. Uh, Be careful with that Gabe Davis play. Uh, The guy right above him, I've really, really gotten to like in a couple of uh, different playoff formats where you draft all the all the people in the playoff uh, rosters and everything. Zay Jones was somebody I was kind of mm-hmm. targeting because he seems to get a lot of targets there in Las Vegas. And if they pull off the upset against Cincinnati, I might be able to have him for a couple of weeks. Zay Jones looks like a good play to me at 4K. 
He's kind of been the one that, that stepped in after the, the whole Rudge tragedy and his being released, you know, early on. And they gave Deshaun Jackson a couple opportunities there. Uh, but it's really turned to, to, to Jay, Zay Jones. And you look really from week 12 there in Dallas, he's had, you know, seven-plus targets all but one game. Uh, even once Waller came back against the Chargers, mm-hmm. he, he saw eight. So I do I do agree he's on the field. Uh, he's running like the, the – Second most routes, I believe, uh, to Renfro currently, uh, even out, you know, snapping him some of those games. So I do like Zay Jones, still a good price. If he's seeing that seven plus targets uh, for 4K, it's definitely a salary saver you can look at. Yeah, do you prefer him over Hunter Renfro? Because I think you got to pivot from Josh Allen and those receivers because we know Josh Allen will probably get it done on his with his legs. And I think Devin Singletary will be involved in that game. So more so than necessarily the wide receivers. So I'm looking to play maybe a Josh Allen and pivoting over to the wide receivers in that Cincinnati Vegas game. Do you prefer prefer Zay Jones over a Hunter Renfro? I think I still prefer Renfro, but Zay Jones is going to probably be the one that fits the lineup best. So if you, if you, if you can't, Fit in Winfro, I'm perfectly fine going with Zay Jones, saving salary so you can play a few guys elsewhere. Yeah, Hunter Renfro's gotten 17 points last week, 21 the week before, and 13 uh, the last uh, last three weeks. Anyway, he that's, that's his point total, so he's not a bad play, but just a little bit more expensive. Are mm-hmm. we playing anybody from the New England Patriots side of the, of the ball when it comes to wide receivers? I don't think so. Um, I can't trust them. Uh, I know we, we kind of talk about Myers. He's probably the safest. Uh, when it comes to the wide receiver options, he's seen, you know, eight plus targets in mm. the last four games. And even if you count the, the game after uh, Buffalo, <laughs> when they didn't throw the ball uh, against Tennessee, he caught eight there as well. So Myers would probably be the, the safe bet to go with. But I think I'll just stay away uh, from the passing game for New England and probably just go on the, the running game if I'm going to play anyone from this team. Yeah, they're, they're very um... – going to be low ownership probably with the New England Patriots. But at the same time, Jacoby Myers does seem like the only guy to own as far as a wide receiver goes. And he's at 5K. And really, he's only hit that once, once. And that was against the Jaguars in that blowout victory that the Patriots had when they put up 50 points. So it looks like uh, Jacoby Myers is just somebody. All right, T, what about the Cincinnati Bengal wide receivers? Are there any preferred ones here? To me, Tyler Boyd has kind of come alive towards the end of the season. And that's usually when he burns me is when I start trusting in him. I know you got the same feelings about Tyler Boyd. (laughs) Well, he's the one like they they played uh, the Raiders earlier this year in week 11. He's really the receiver that did much. Uh, they blew him out. Uh, a lot of that was on the, the hills of Mixon. Uh, but he went for six for 49, um, got 12.3. Uh, the other guys really didn't do much in that game. So I think looking at the the price, um, he's probably the one that you'll, you'll take the risk on, as you stated. Uh, the Raiders play receivers pretty well. Uh, so that could still be the case. Uh, you look at Chase in that same game, uh, he only got 13 points. So he got 0.7 more than Boyd. Uh, when you look at the salary difference, you're looking at a, a 7D200 versus a 4800. So if you're if you want a part of that, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate going to Boyd. Uh, obviously, I lean Higgins a lot, but whenever I lean Higgins, he doesn't do well for having in my lineup. Um, but I do like Higgins probably the best. He's right in the middle of them price wise, and he's he's capable of having that big explosion game that that Chase can have. Concerned, he popped up on the injury report a bit uh, with his. Um, I think it was his foot injury that they said. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what happened there, but he didn't play, you know, that last game of the season. Um, and so now he's still, you know, got an injury designation 
after missing a whole game uh, just for fresh. Uh, so that concerns me a bit. And so I think I, I think I'd probably go Boyd uh, if I can't get up to chase. Um, but obviously Higgins is just a, what I tend to to gravitate towards, given he's always in the middle of the pack salary line. Yeah, last time they played the Raiders, he had three targets, two receptions, 15 mm-hmm. yards, zero touchdowns, and four DraftKings points. So I, I like what you said there about Boyd. All right, if we go over here to Buffalo, how, how convinced are you about Diggs being able to perform? He is the guy. They mm-hmm. like to feed him. They like to keep him happy in Buffalo. The, the fantasy points aren't necessarily there as far as a big boom game. But man, he stays pretty consistent in that price range or in that in that range of DraftKings points where you want him to be. But that seventy five hundred, man, that that seems a little steep. It is, but he's I think he's your safe play. Like okay. he's your he's your guy. He's going to get you a bunch of targets. He's going to catch some. Uh, he's got a chance of getting a touchdown, even if he doesn't have a big explosion game. Uh, so you look at guys like like Chase. Yeah, he can get you that fifty eight. He got in Kansas City. He's gotten thirty seven, thirties. Uh, you haven't seen a bunch of that from Diggs, but he's got a bunch in double digits. So if you want to get 10 plus uh, and just be guaranteed that, I think Diggs is probably the route you go uh, just to guarantee yourself those those double digit points in your lineup. Is there anybody lower that we would be looking at this week, a Deshaun Jackson or somebody like that, that we just may want to take a flyer on uh, that I that I haven't covered? No, I think you, you covered it with uh, Gabe Davis, Zay Jones. I don't like Aguilar because I don't really like uh, those actual <laughs> receivers there. Isaiah McKenzie would be the only other one. Uh, I know that a lot of guys are out, but you look at his game against New England, he had a big one, you know, 12 targets, caught 11 of them for 125 and a touchdown. Again, they're healthy, so you probably won't see that same action, but, you know, they could have seen what he was able to do and, you know, try to take advantage of that again. So he might be worth a flyer at 3,400, he being Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, maybe. Uh, if you wanted to dart throw, it just seems like with everybody else healthy, mm-hmm. he got pushed off to the side a little bit. Exactly. Just a little bit. All right. Let's uh, let's go over to tight ends as we look at these guys quickly because there's only four. Or maybe I guess if you count Morrow, is that his name, Morrow? Morrow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess if you count him, but with Darren Waller in the picture, and I would suspect that he's going to play last week because he played last uh, this week because he played last mm-hmm. week. Uh, that's that's only I I. Waller is in a smash spot against Cincinnati because Cincinnati just gives up a ton of points to tight ends, Pierre. Yeah, I think you're going to probably want to jam him in. Got his first game under his belt. Uh, last week, week 18, played 78% of the snaps. Saw a bunch of targets. He still saw nine, nine targets. Yeah, Only caught two, which is a little concerning, but <laughs> uh, he's got a little more time, a little more practice under his belt. Uh, again, you look at this matchup, they, they got blown out by Cincinnati earlier, but he had seven for 116. So, uh, like you said, uh, definitely a, a team you can target a tight end against, and he's a tight end you're going to want. 5,700 is probably the, the cheapest he's been all season, I imagine, without looking. Uh, so you got him, and hopefully he can just have one of those vintage Darren Waller games. Out of the 14 teams left in the playoffs, Cincinnati gives up the second most points to DraftKings uh, on DraftKings, and the Raiders give up the third most fantasy points on DraftKings. So are we targeting C.J. Uzama, or is he just too sporadic? I think he's our best dart throw, though. Yeah, he's sporadic, but again, he's he's a cheap price. If you need someone cheap, he's probably the the cheapest you're going to go at the tight end position. So just with that alone... Uh, he's worth tossing in a, a Burrow stack or even on the flip side if you're going to run out a, a Derek Carr stack and have a bring back. 
All right. So if you're if it's negative th- three degrees of, for the windshield, you're going to want to keep the ball close to around the line of scrimmage, right? And, and Dawson Knox and Hunter Henry then means they are in play. But I don't want to play either one of them because both of those teams are fantastic against tight mm-hmm. ends, and and I don't want to play either one of them because Dawson Knox I, is he even playing anymore? <laughs> he's on the field. I'm not sure what he's doing out there, but he's he's definitely on the field, and I mean, he saw five targets against the Jets, but. Again, they're getting so so healthy with, you know, getting the receivers back that he's kind of a an afterthought. I feel uh, when it comes to, to Josh Allen. Plus, Allen's running more. They're running the ball more with Singletary, so he's just kind of not as needed as he was earlier in the year. Okay, all right. So that's our we we like Uzama, we like Waller. Like I said, uh, put, playing a Josh Allen and pivoting over to those other guys sounds a little bit good here, at least from mm-hmm. my perspective on the DFS Dreamer podcast. And I am Wes Easley at Loafinit over on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. You guys have done a great job sharing this show and telling other people about it, and we just really appreciate it. I know Pierre loves it whenever he gets those quote tweets on the show, and he he loves to retweet those things. And Pierre is over on Twitter at Peewee Thirty One, and make sure you follow him as well. What are we going to do for the DFS Dreamer uh, DraftKings contest, Pierre? Are we, are we opening it up to both slates? Are you trying yeah. to break me this week? <laughs> There's already one for both slates. It does it automatically, so I got it set up to reoccur. So it creates it on its own, and I, I got the alert uh, earlier today that there's one created for Saturday, and there's one created for Sunday already. And I saw there was already a few people in Saturday, so folks are already in there, which is good to see Oh, boy. Let's fire it up. Okay, good. Uh, do, do I have to give uh, DraftKings a W-2 form if they take all my money? Is that what I... No, but if you win theirs, you get a 1099. And that's how I always tell people if you're successful. If you have a successful season on DraftKings, you know it because you get a 1099. You have to pay taxes on it. If you don't, then you probably didn't have as good as a season that you thought you did. I've never got uh, all right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's just I've been playing two years, two years. All right, let's look over here at DSTs. Is there a preferred DST? Can we just stick with the Bills and say, never mind everybody else? I, or is there going to be a team that maybe is a little, you know, has the turnover possibility in there? I like the Bengals. Um, I do think a lot of folks are going to gravitate to the Patriots and Bills because of the weather, but the Bengals have been really good uh, on defense uh, this year in a lot of good spots. Again, you look at the Raiders out in, in Las Vegas. They put up 10, 10 points, had two sacks, interception, fumble, and gave up 14. Uh, Browns game, you know, they they rested players. They had 11. Uh, you look at, you know, different, you know, 19 against the Steelers. So they, they, they're capable of having some big games. So I don't mind them at 2,900 uh, if you want to get off of the, the Patriots, who I feel like a lot of people are going to probably lean the Patriots uh, or the Bills. Okay, all right. I I could buy into that a little bit, and got to go with the narrative too that the Raiders, they just may be exhausted. Yeah, really, honestly, after that game last week, emotional victory, all those things that they've been through, they may be exhausted. Then who knows? Maybe maybe they're on a mission too. So maybe it's I'm also wrong. that that trip from the the West Coast to the East Coast. So yeah, you know, four thirty start, it could matter. Uh, running backs. Running backs is where I look at it and I go, oh, finally, a saucy position. One that I really <laughs> like. Uh, let's let's look up here at the top of the bill or the board. Joe Mixon is at 7,100. Jacobs, Harris, and Singletary are right there. The top four guys for each team. Which guy is going to give us three times the value? Guaranteed, Pierre. Guaranteed? Ugh. If I had to pick one, I'd probably go Mixon. Okay. Uh, he's, he's really just been different this year like a lot of folks have been drafting him 
Uh, he's been disappointing, but he's definitely uh, come out and played this year. He's from uh, the, the the California area where the, the Raiders were initially. I think it's in Oak Lee, not Oakland, but he's from that area. And if you look at his history against the, the Raiders, he, he plays pretty well uh, against that hometown team. And so you can see that trend continuing. You saw it, like, again, we, we mentioned the matchup earlier. Uh, a lot of those points and the reason the wide receivers were so low because Mixon got 30 attempts, 123 yards, two touchdowns, 27.3 DraftKings points. Uh, he's averaging 21.3 at home the last two seasons compared to 15.2 on the road. Uh, so I do like Mixon, you know, big playoff game back in Cincinnati. You know, who day nation. So uh, give me Mixon here to, to hit the salary, if, if any of them. Out of the 14 teams left in the playoffs, the Las Vegas Raiders do give up the most DraftKings points to running back. So I like that you picked Mixon right there. <laughs> Giving up the fourth most is the Cincinnati Bengals. Can we look for a big game from Josh Jacobs? 18 seems like a big point. 18 to 20 seems like a big point total for him. I mean, they're running the ball more with him. Uh, so it's possible, but I just. I don't see. I don't know. I just I can't play Jacobs a lot. Like you'll you'll have those games, you know, twenty five against the Chargers, yeah, eighteen against the Coats, twenty four, you know, back against the Washington football team. But more often than not, you're gonna get that eleven, that twelve, you know, that ten. So probably not with him, but he's okay. he's definitely capable. I just for some reason I just can't play him. Out of Harrison Singletary, the New England Patriots give up the fifth most. DraftKings points to running backs, while the Buffalo Bills give up the least amount to the 14 playoff teams, or not the least amount, fifth to least amount anyway, uh, for these DraftKings points. I, do you prefer either one of those guys? Singletary seems to be the guy that really has taken charge of that backfield, and I don't know that he'll ever let it go. I think I prefer Harris. Uh, really? he's, he's been really good here lately uh, after he's gotten healthy. Uh, even the games against Buffalo, you know, 20.1, 31.3. Uh, and the two matchup against the Bills, you know, Jonathan Taylor's big five touchdown game that was against the Bills. So they're they're capable of getting dominated if a team gets going. Uh, last four, uh, Harris has been right around 18, 17.3, 17.7. Uh, and then the two I mentioned against the Bills. So I do like uh, Damian Harris a bit more than I do Singletary. For one, we know that New England is perfectly fine not throwing the ball whatsoever. <laughs> they'll, get, they'll give you two, three attempts and just try to grind out the game. Uh, whereas Buffalo kind of, you know, prefers to, to throw and they're just incorporating the, the run more. Uh, Singletary has been good, uh, still good price there uh, at 5,800. So he's definitely in play as well. I just lean Harris uh, based off how I feel the script could go for each team. In week number 13, uh, what's his name? Ramondre Stevenson, is that Ramondre, his name? Ramondre, you got Ramondre it. Stevenson. He had 24 attempts in week 13 against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Are we looking to play him at all? He's only at 5,100. I mean, you can. I prefer to only play him if Harris is out. So uh, watch Harris's hamstring. Uh, he was limited in practice, but I think Harris is going to play. So if Harris plays, I think I stay away from Ramondre. Is there a preferred running back? If Josh Jacobs happens to miss some time, he's got the questionable tag. I, I believe he'll play. He's a tough guy, but uh, Peyton Barber would be the guy to own there, right? Yeah, he sees the early down route, the early down work, and then Jalen Rashard is usually who they bring in. Uh, third down. So if you feel like they might get behind, it might be something to to play some Richard if Jacobs is out. But otherwise, I think you can stay away from both of those guys. All right, build me a lineup for this first uh, the slate that we have. <clears throat> All right. So we mentioned. Uh, I think I want to go the the actual Buffalo route. So give me Josh Allen uh, at quarterback. I'm going to try to be contrarian here, fit him in at 79. Uh, going to pair him up with Diggs and Gabe Davis. <clears throat> 
I know Davis has a lot of success based off of uh, Sanders and Beasley being out, but I, I feel like he's a part of that offense. Uh, so give me Davis as well as Diggs. I'm um, going to run it back with a running back. Damon Harris, I just kind of talked about him. I like him at 6,400. Also going to play Mixon at running back, given his history with the Raiders uh, and the Bengals having the highest total on the slate, being favorites there by five and a half at home. Uh, so give me Mixon. Give me Waller. I'm just going to try to jam in the, the best tight end here at 5,700. Leaves me, give me the Bengals defense. I do like them at 2,900. Uh, Tyler Boyd, 4,600. Zay Jones, 4K to round it out. Hey, hey, hey. That sounds like a winner. I, I, you know what? I mean, I'm sitting here putting it in. As I'm talking, I'm going, ooh, let's do that. Ooh, let's do that. And you're just sitting there. T- I, I, I like it here. I like it. I do, too. It's the, most it. targets, it's the most targets uh, with Waller, Zay Jones there on the on Las Vegas as you run it back and then it's oh boy it's a that's a juicy lineup that means that means disaster for me <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> sometimes sometimes it seems that hold on I'm having a tough time there's Tyler Boyd right there all right I'm entering a free one I don't know how I ended up on a free one but I am let's jump over to that Saturday uh evening Sunday Sunday, Sunday. oh yeah Sunday 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 <laughs> monster trucks <laughs> have you ever been to a monster truck rally, Peter? I have not. I hear they're awesome, but that's just not been my cup of tea. Really? Uh, I've been to one when I was little. Uh, when I was little, I was at one. I'm in. I'm in the showdown. Hold on, let me get over here. Classic. There I am. Uh, I was when Bigfoot first arrived on the scene. That's how old I am because nobody had ever seen that before. And I was with my uncle and uh, my cousin, and my uncle had my cousin who was younger than me on his shoulders. And then he was lifting me up to allow me to see Bigfoot go on the top of a car, which we've seen a million times now. But at the time, <laughs> I just remember looking back at my uncle's face and he was just red faced because he was having a tough time holding everybody together right there. jeez. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, let's create a lineup here with this other one. Let's talk about these guys because this, this, this Sunday afternoon one, I'll be honest with you. The two teams that have buys, those are the two teams I kind of wanted to pick on. Uh, and and yeah. I got in here. I was like, oh, they got buys. I can't do it. So let's start at quarterbacks over here on the Sunday afternoon three-game slate. Mm-hmm. And we got Ben Roethlisberger, who is actually in the best matchup on paper for a quarterback against the Kansas City Chiefs. Because the Kansas City Chiefs, out of the 14 teams left, give up the most DraftKings points to quarterbacks. But we can't trust Ben Roethlisberger, can we? Yeah, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I know he's talking like they have nothing to lose. He's like, everyone expects us to, to lose this game anyway, so you're just going to go in have fun. He knows he's done. He doesn't really care for the press anymore, so he might just go out there and sling it around, but I, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so uh, we can go to Jimmy Garoppolo or Jalen Hurts on Sunday. Here, I would prefer Hurts, um, even against Tampa. Uh, their defense has still kind of been banged up off and on. Uh, giving it up a bit through the air. Plus, he has the the rushing upside. We know Jimmy G's not running around. And, and Hurts had a pretty good game uh, earlier this year uh, against Tampa. Uh, put up 26 points. Uh, they only lost by, I think, six at home. Uh, two of those touchdowns uh, were rushing on the ground. So he's shown he can put up points against them. So Hurts will be over Jimmy G. Yeah, Tampa Bay gives up the second most DraftKings points out of all these people left in the playoffs. Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott? It seems to me like Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys offense is up and down, up and down, up and down. But Dak has still been putting up pretty good numbers. 
Yeah, I take Dak uh, 6,700. 6, I, I like him at home, uh, which I've mentioned you know, throughout the season. He'll be at home against the 49ers here. Uh, highest over-under uh, really out throughout the weekend. They're at 50 and a half right now uh, with two other games at 49. So highest uh, over-under here. Uh, so I take Dak at 6,700 over, over Jalen Hurts. I'm right whenever I look at uh, this, you know, fe- had that feeling about Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys offense being up and down, up and down. The problem is their ups are at like the 50s and their downs are at the 21s, 28 marks. You know? so <laughs> yeah. It's not it's too still terrible. Score. It's still not score too points. Terrible. How about Dak or Tom Brady in the playoffs, man? You got to go with Tom Brady here, Pierre. It is. Uh, Brady's my my favorite, favorite, probably here on the slate uh, Sunday, um, as well as if it included Saturday. I like Brady a lot, 7,200. You know, he still has Mike Evans here. Should be getting Uncle Lenny back uh, for some dump-offs also. Obviously, has Gronk. Uh, playoff time at home in, in sunny Tampa. Uh, definitely give me Brady here. Boy, he's still throwing the ball 48, 40 times, 50 times a game. Crazy, though, that in New Orleans in week 15, he threw the ball 48 times and ended up with seven DraftKings points. That's crazy, man. <laughs> he's struggled against New Orleans since he's been in Tampa. It's been strange. I know he even played pretty well that first matchup, but they lost that game, too. A lot of that was coming back. Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes? I'm going to stick with Brady. Um you just never know with Mahomes. He's talented, uh, but they, they do try to run the ball some with Darrell Williams. They should be getting CEH back. Uh, Pittsburgh's D is a lot better uh, when they have T.J. Watt healthy, and he is. Excuse me, that should give uh, Mahomes a little bit of trouble, so I think I stick with Brady here. Okay. When we look at the wide receivers, how are we looking at how are we feeling about Tyreek Hill this week? He's not on the injury report anymore. I don't know what happened last week, but maybe they were just trying to preserve him and put him in a little blankie for this week. They said it hurt, he hurt his heel um, in warm-ups. Uh, so when that happened, they kind of put him on a snap count. Uh, he said his heel's okay. He practiced fully, so he should be good to go. Um, I'm not sure how I'm going to go about it. I kind of like Debo a little bit more. I know he's $600 more, but, you know, he's getting rushes, and he's really the, the main offense, I feel, for the 49ers. So I think I'd probably go Debo over, over Tyreek Hill as of right now. Okay, I can see that. What about now? This is the question, though. Mike Evans is the only healthy big name wide receiver <laughs> in Tampa right now, um, and he's got a little Q by him. But he has a Q by him. I think the rest of the season is what Mike Evans will end up having. Uh, do you like like him better than any of those guys? He has a little cheaper price at seven K. I don't. I think he's going to probably run into Slay uh, with Godwin out there with no Antonio Brown. I, I feel like they're going to have a lot of Slay on Mike Evans, may even give Slay some help, uh, which kind of concerns me. You look at their their game against Philly earlier this year, he only had two for 27 uh, against them because of Slay. So he, he kind of struggles uh, with some of those you know, cornerbacks that are kind of mm-hmm. shut down. I know Marshawn Lattimore for the Saints is one. Uh, Slay's another one. So that's my concern there. I'll probably be off of Mike Evans. It's good to see. I think Grayson, well, it says Grayson is doubtful. He's so doubtful. that means, yeah, so look at that, those other wide receivers. I actually saw where Tyler Johnson, he he's the one getting the second most targets on that team. and the, But but Rashard Perryman wasn't very far behind him. He's not. He's not. And those are going to be the two guys that are going to have to step up. Uh, you saw Scotty Miller, I think, was on a trick play, so he could see some action. But I do believe that uh, Perryman and Tyler Johnson will probably see the most. Plus Gronk, and again, Uncle Lenny out of the backfield if he's back. Yeah. Is there a preferred one between Perryman and Tyler Johnson? 
I'd probably take Perryman, um, which is strange, but he just seems <laughs> yeah. to... <laughs> yeah, it is strange. Yeah, I mean, it's just strange that we're saying his name right now. He, he seems just... to have that bigger, big play ability. He's done it in different spots as well. He's inconsistent, but he's capable of that big play that, you know, even what I think was against Buffalo, one catch, 58 yards and a touchdown. He's capable of that. You haven't seen that from Tyler Johnson yet. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I hear what you're saying about that. I just saw Brett, I saw Perryman running down the sideline against Buffalo, and I was like, okay, he's lost at least two steps. Two steps he's lost. <laughs> it's possible, but Brady's tough. Yeah, he is. All right, let's 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 keep going down here. Uh, are we playing any Pittsburgh receiver? You got Deontay Johnson. I know he gets tons of targets. Ray, uh, McLeod's been on the radar a little bit. <laughs> Chase Claypool's still doing his Chase Claypool stuff, but it's not much of anything. <laughs> so do we like Deontay Johnson, Claypool, or uh, Ray Ray? I, mean, I think you can play him. Uh, Deontay's probably the one out at lean just because of the, the targets being there. Uh, if you can pay up to that 6700 uh, Claypool's cheap. <laughs> Yeah, I know he hasn't, he hasn't done a, a ton. Uh, he had a pretty good game that last game against Baltimore, but he's just cheap. Forty seven hundred is really good price uh, for Claypool, so I wouldn't mind that. And then Ray Ray McLeod starting to see an uptick of targets as well. He's the cheapest one out of that group, so he'd be one I'd be okay with. But I'm, I'm not gonna probably have a bunch of Steelers. I think that was just to get them in the playoffs, let Ben have his moment, and then bye bye. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people feel that same sentiment. Dallas Cowboy receivers, it's always a dart throw, but Amari Cooper, to me, is the guy who has been getting the most attention mm-hmm. lately, Pierre. Cedric Wilson okay. has been getting the attention, and I realize they were running him out of the slot um, that last game. So when you look at Gallup, he was not a slot receiver. They had kind of alternated Lamb and Cooper out of the slot, but Cedric Wilson was playing primarily out of the slot against the, the Eagles. And that's where he was getting a lot of his action because he's running, you know, across the field while all the defense is going towards Lamb and Cooper. So if that happens, you know, you can see, look, back-to-back, he only got six targets, but he got a touchdown in one, two touchdowns in the other, uh, 18 and 31. You only need, like, 13 uh, for him to get that value and open up mm-hmm. things elsewhere. So I think I'm leaning Cedric Wilson if he's going to continue to be the slot guy uh, in this Cowboys offense. I got you. CD Lamp seems to be the third guy out of that guys, uh, that group right now. He is, and he's the cheapest he's been <laughs> a long time. I think it's like week five, uh, so it could be a time to get on him, but I think he's getting a lot of that attention uh, from the defenses as well. I think they're kind of treating him more uh, like the wide receiver one than they are a Cooper, but um, I think I'm just going to try to save it and get down the, the old steady will myself. I don't blame you. Cooper's got that safe floor. That's that's. I was looking for a safe floor this week. Uh, any Philadelphia receiver that we like this week, or are we just going to yeah. lean on Jalen Hurts' leg? Okay. Just Jalen Hurts' leg. <laughs> last week in San, for San Francisco, uh, who, what was that guy's name? J- Jennings? Jennings was popping yeah, up out J- of nowhere. Jawan Jennings, Tennessee. I believe he's a volunteer. Yeah. Yeah. Are we looking for a Jawan Jennings this week, or are we just going to go with Debo and maybe sprinkle in a little Ayuk? I'm not going to Juwan James again. That seemed okay. like a, an outlier thing. I think I'm just going to try to get up to Debo. I looks fine, but Debo is just, uh, he's getting targets. He's getting the, the rushes in the backfield, stealing it from, you know, Elijah Mitchell. And mm-hmm. he's just got burst. Like he has separation. He's breaking tackles. So Weird. Debo be the one I go with for sure. Weird. I, 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 I didn't see that coming. All right. Out of all the defenses, Pierre, we got the Buccaneers, Chiefs, Cowboys, Niners, Eagles, Steelers. Everybody's going to love the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. Everybody's yes. going to love the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's just where everybody's going to go. 
Yeah, I think Chiefs, um, they just play better at home, and I, I mentioned that as well. When you look at their their home uh, games there, they're you know, double digits. They get on the road, and they, they kind of struggle a bit. This is at home. This is against bed. We know he has the noodle arm now, so I think the Chiefs will be in play. I think folks will play the, the Cowboys as well. Uh, they've been really good at, you know, getting turnovers. Uh, you got Diggs that leads the league in interceptions. You got Micah Parsons back off the COVID list, you know, able to put pressure on Garoppolo, get sacks. So those will probably be the the top two, I feel, is going to be Dallas um, and Kansas City. Dallas is grading out uh, a little better right now, uh, points per dollar. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be between those two uh, that most are going to play. Over at the tight end position, Pierre, here on the DFS Dreamer podcast, we like to look at these guys because they have a bunch of tight ends here at the top of the list. The big names are up here. The Kelseys, the Gronks, the Kittles, the Schultzes, the Schultzes, <laughs> even when the Schultzes are, are doing well after uh, the wide receiver went down there in Dallas, it seems like uh, Dalton Schultz has kind of been leaned upon a little bit, not last week necessarily as much, but in weeks prior, it seems like he was the guy since Gallup went down. Schultz has been crushing. Um, he, and many people I thought it was going to be Blake Jarwin, you know, coming into the year. Uh, but Schultz has kind of taken over uh, the, the tight end position. Look at his last four weeks. He's been in double digits. He's he's getting touchdowns if he's not getting targets. If he's getting targets, he's catching everything. So I like Dalton Schultz. 5K seems like a lot when you say the name Dalton Schultz, but he, he's actually been paying it off quite a bit here lately. Yeah, the only problem with that is San Francisco out of the 14 teams left in these playoffs are the fifth lowest in giving up DraftKings points. So that's the only concern that I have is that uh, San Francisco's a little tough on that. And maybe after seeing George Kittle each and every week, they they have good practice in looking at these guys. <laughs> well, the play Gronk. Gronk's the play. Oh. Like, you got to yeah. play Gronk. You look at the defense with the Eagles. You look, I just said that Darius Slay is probably going to be, you know, taking away Mike Evans. Uh, you, you worry about those, you know, receivers that no one really knows their name. It's it's Gronk. It should be a Gronk week. If he disappoints, then everyone's going to be disappointed because everyone should have Gronkowski this week. Yeah, I actually put a double tight end stack in in some of uh, one of the lineups that I created <laughs> with a Gronkowski and a Schultz mm-hmm. because I just think that Gronk is going to be in that twenty point range, and I think Schultz could get there probably as well, just because since Gallup has been out, he seems to be a focal point, especially in the end zone. Especially in the end zone. Uh, what about Cameron Brake? Can we pivot off of that because Philadelphia is just so bad against tight ends, giving up almost the most DraftKings points against tight ends this year? Uh, can anybody pivot off of off of Gronk and go to Cameron Brake? You can. Um, I don't know if I'd recommend it. Okay. <laughs> uh, if you can get the Gronk, I, I get the Gronk. But Brake's definitely seeing a lot of the some red zone targets as well. Uh, he's running eh, 28%, 17% of the snaps. So he's not on the field a bunch, uh, but he can be a dart if you need someone down there. Uh, it could definitely happen, given that the Eagles do really stink against the tight ends. But I, I just try to get the Gronk. You know, uh, the, you thing I've, the thing I've noticed in building these lineups is that – it doesn't take much to get to all the good players. Like you can afford all the good players. It's just a matter of finding which ones. Yeah. A lot of them are kind of priced down a bit, probably because it's playoff time and, you know, DraftKings are just trying to make it more enticing. So you just got to get the right combinations. That's what it's all about. Uh, some people do balance, you know, where you try to get guys in that five or six K range and hope they all do well. Uh, some folks go, you know, studs and scrubs and hope their studs are getting them 30 40 points and then hoping their scrubs can get like 10 or so. So it's really just depends on your preference. Okay. Uh, anybody else there on tight ends or can you go over to running backs? I mean, Kelsey's there. <laughs> you got to mention him. Uh, he's 6,700. <laughs> Still probably the best tight end. It's you know, probably him or Andrews. 
in the NFL. So you can definitely pick Kelsey at 6,700. He has to be mentioned. Well, I have, I always give you a hard time about Kelsey because I'm, I I just I, Kelsey doesn't do it for me, man. He just doesn't do it for me. That's all. He's he's, he's still averaging, you know, pretty good points. What seventeen point six per game? You're needing about eighteen. He's gotten you know forty four, twenty two. He's got it in him. And he didn't play the first matchup against uh, the Steelers because he was on the COVID list, so he could be an extra weapon there for sure. Yeah, just last year he was like he and. And this year, he's not there right now. You know, he's just yeah. not there. Well, that whole offense really hasn't been there, though, in fairness. Okay, that's true. All right, over at running backs, it is a long list of red, Pierre. Just a long <laughs> list of red whenever I look at these guys. Uh, and, and so let's let's talk about them, though, in kind of order here of the teams. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, we don't want anything to do with the running back situation for Philadelphia. Tampa Bay, are you trusting Leonard Fournette and any of that coach speak coming out of Bruce Arians? And if he's back, I, I got to play Fournette. Um, I know he's coming off the hamstring, but you look at Ronald Jones is going to be out. Um, I don't think they really want to lean on Le'Veon Bell and Keyshawn Vaughn in a playoff game. Uh, so I think if he's back, if he's healthy, I think uh, Uncle Lenny's going to be full go. And, uh, you know, we've had playoff Lenny last, last year, so it could be playoff Lenny time again. So if he's activated, I'm playing Fournette. Okay, uh, over for San Francisco and Dallas, mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott or Tony Pollard, which do you prefer to play? I still prefer Zeke. Uh, I think Pollard's probably got the better burst uh, these days, but Zeke's going to get his touches. They're going to try to keep him, keep him involved, keep him happy, keep him fed, I believe is the thing there. So if I had to play one, it'd be Zeke. Uh, but I do think Pollard kind of has the burst right now. Zeke's been dealing with the knee all season, uh, but I, I still take Zeke just because of the volume. Boy, if, if Dallas is ever playing from behind, though, in these playoffs, they're going to turn to Tony Pollard quick. I, I, that's why I just think they're going to have to turn to Tony Pollard quick to be able to extend their season over in Kansas City. Over in Kansas City, just just a, a, it's a cluster of running backs back there right now. I don't know who to trust. I don't think I believe anything about CEH coming uh, back and playing. I don't think they necessarily need him against Pittsburgh. I hope they rest him a little bit. But then you look down here, and Williams is a little bit banged up. So are we, are we, can we drop it all the way down to Gore? Do you want to be that contrarian this week? <laughs> I don't think I want to get to Gore. I, I hope one of Williams or CEH plays. Uh, Williams got hurt like right before halftime against uh, the Broncos. He didn't mm-hmm. come back. Uh, so that's something to monitor with toe. Um, I know Marshall Falk missed a ton of time back in his career over turf toe. Uh, so I'm not exactly sure the the injury there. But Andrew Reed said both of them look good in practice. We'll see. I think I probably, you know, lean CEH uh, coming back. He, he should be fresher. Uh, had a decent game going before he hurt his shoulder against Pittsburgh. That's the game he got hurt. Uh, he got a touchdown before he got hurt there, so I'd probably go CEH if I had to play one. Okay, all right. Uh, would, uh, what about our guy Damian Harris? Or uh, Damian Harris? I said Damian Harris. <laughs> Mitchell. I, sorry, sorry. Uh, you know, there's so many. There's so many Harrises from the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide. Yeah, Najee Harris uh, for Pittsburgh Steelers. I like him. Uh, the Chiefs. You know, that's where they get beat. They get beat on the ground. Uh, so he'd be definitely the one to do it if you feel like the Steelers have a fighting chance. Uh, it's probably going to be with, with Najee Harris, so that's who I play. But I'm not sure I'm going to do do that. <laughs> I just – I don't know. It's hard to play the, the Steelers. I don't feel like they're that good. Again, I feel like they just kind of lucked out with Ben retiring to, to kind of sneak in here. But we'll see. We'll see. Anything can happen. Any given Sunday, right? Any given Sunday. And I will say this name. I, I think that I, I'm just smelling it in the air. 
They'll be around the goal line a couple of times. And I think Jordan Howard may end up getting a touchdown this <laughs> Sunday. Indiana it, University. It, it's it. I see it. So that probably means he'll have a first uh, a, a, a good game next year in the first game for the Philadelphia Eagles because I'm always one week behind. <laughs> and you know Philadelphia is losing this week. So anyway, uh, Jordan Howard would be my biggest, I guess, bottom feeder this week out of all those guys. That's who I'm thinking if hey, I want to be that. Hey, Le'Veon Bell scored a touchdown last week. Thank you very much. We You're talked welcome. about that one. That's right. Week early, there it was. <laughs> That's crazy. I got a good streak going. All right. Uh, let's build a lineup here, Pierre, out of this Sunday slate. All right, Sunday. Let's go, Brady. I'm going to go ahead and go with Tom here. Going to stack him up with Gronk uh, there at 6,400 tight end. Uh, give me Fournette as well. I'll do a, a stack with the running back because he does like to throw at the Fournette. So assuming Fournette's activated. I'll go Brady, Fournette, Gronk. Uh, there's no one on Philly I'm going to run it back with. I don't like Philly this week. So give me give me Schultz. I'll double tight end. You talked about it. I'll double tight end as well. So let's go Schultz in the flex for 5K. Going to pay up for Debo Samuel. Uh, I just like his upside too much there at 7,900. Give me, give me Claypool. I'll take Claypool at 47. That seems really cheap. Uh, if we do expect the, the Steelers to get behind, uh, Claypool could be someone they can turn to there. Going to go steady. Wilson, hope he still plays in the slot, 4,300. feel like a good price for him. Uh, give me the Chiefs defense at 3,300. And then uh, let's go CEH, kind of correlate with the Chiefs defense. So give me CEH at 5,500. So Brady, CEH, Fournette, Claypool, Debo Samuel, Cedric Wilson, Rob Gronkowski, Dalton Schultz, Chiefs defense. There it is. All right, Pierre. Very good job. I put it in another free lineup. I like these free lineups. I don't know how <laughs> get all these free lineups. All right. Good job, Pierre, uh, this week. And we're going to get those two different contests. I can't believe you're going to make me do two contests on Sunday. Uh, I, I have a lot of fun. That's a, such a great group of people seeing all those good names. I think Craig finally finished up there towards the top. He may have been two weeks in a row. Craig has been doing that. Yeah, he had a good run. I didn't get fourth. I got like fifth. Someone knocked me out of my fourth <laughs> position, so I was a little upset. Uh, I was upset too. I was I was up there at the top of the list, and then my guy Kyler Murray just he did something I like that. that. I think on Southern. that was terrible, 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 Kyler. Hey, we didn't know you. You didn't know I had you playing. Uh, but anyway, P- Pee-wee, at Peewee31 over there on Twitter. Don't forget to follow me at Lofanit as well. And don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore there. Hit that like. Hit that subscribe. Do all those things. We hope to be getting more content to you this year in the off season and building up on some different kind of relationship things that we have going on uh, throughout this fantasy community. So we appreciate that. And uh, we really do appreciate you sharing, liking, commenting, all those things that you've been doing and getting this show out there. But more importantly than all those actions, we ask that you will go out and find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today.